if I brought you a cup of this water right now, would you drink it for us? I would probably drink. I would probably drink it, but I would, I would, I would make a squeamish face. All right, yeah. So welcome back to uh, another episode of In Focus, War on Water, and Ballinger. This is probably the final, final, final um, for podcast the episode for this. Um, you just heard from Johnny Pujol, who is the uh, owner and CEO of Tap Score, a uh, company out of uh, California that actually tested all the water. If y'all want to touch a little on that. Yeah, I mean, the the company we've used before, um, it's actually really cool. I, I didn't realize how many clients he has. He, he, he told us that he tests between 40 and 50 uh, water samples a day from just various clients and and uh, to see exactly what's what their water is like, and I think that's the I think that's kind of the bigger the conversation there too is is people are regardless of where you live or your walks of you know where where in the country you are having good quality drinking water is on some is on people's minds um, and getting it independently tested outside of their city or their county. Um, so so yeah, I mean. It should be a concern. I mean, yeah, but do you think it's? I mean, do, do you do you are you more conscious? Okay, let me back up. I don't think I was as conscious about the water I'm drinking prior to us covering this. Well, I think it's it's flown under the radar for a long time, um, just because it's what you expect is turning on the faucet, drinking clean water. It's just kind of like. This is what you should expect to have. So a lot of people, I think, didn't think about it. And then, like, all these water issues, Flint, Michigan, everywhere else, us uh, kind of doing this story, people are, like, kind of starting to think about it. Like, okay, yeah, this is an issue, and it could be affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, where people are starting to get concerned is, you know, what's my water like? Um, what is the water doing to my family? Johnny made a really good statement when he ma- mentioned that maybe the water that we're all, all drinking really isn't that good. And I mean that's true. I mean, who's to say that yeah. it is, or it's not? Um, but yeah, you know the results were uh, were interesting. I, you know, to me they were kind of where I thought that they would be. You know, mm-hmm. middle of the road of of not good but not horrible. Um, what what were your thoughts on it? Well, like I said, we've used them before, and the overall score, which is a combination of all the all of the contaminants in the water. They came back with a score of 65 out of 100, which was, like you said, middle of the road. Not great, but certainly not good. And then earlier this year, we tested two lake waters in Taylor County, uh, just just outside the, the city limits of in, in Abilene, Texas. And the better kind of lake, the one that looked cleaner, looked more well-maintained, had a score of 59 out of 100. The other one, not 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 so good. But there are a lot of reasons for that. But it, it just was weird to me to think that there was a six-point difference between the water that you swim in and the water that you drink as point of consumption. So that surprised me. I think having him in the beginning of this of this podcast, what he had to say about drinking the water was interesting. And then we asked him very, just very bluntly, um, you know, what he would say to people. Like what, if someone was listening to his conversation or 
heck, even just listening to this this part, what would he say? And he said, you know, to take precautions, and that if you if you can do more of the of, of buying water, or if you can't, one thing you can help limit um, for the um, THMs was to add like a carbon filter, but it still wouldn't cut back on the arsenic and right. the hardness of of the water. So it's well, what 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 today do you not want to drink? Right? Would you rather you know drink trihalomethanes or arsenic? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Mio. Yeah. So you know he he mentioned you know one of the big things doing the story was that that was brought to our attention was. The C word, cancer, um, and that being inside the notice that they were sending out to local residents of if you have drank this for, for a long period of time, yet you may have a high risk of getting cancer. You know, we asked out, we asked Johnny, you know, just about that, and, and he mentioned, you know, there could be a number of reasons. There's no really, you know, it's a smoking gun kind of thing of you know we we, we can't point our finger, but Ricky, you know, you being in the room. You with, uh, I think we're calling her Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wanted disclosure. She wanted to keep her identity, um, you know, kind of a secret, mainly because of she has family and friends that still live there and didn't want to make anything awkward for anybody. So you were in the room mm-hmm. with Maria and hearing her, the emotion come out of her mouth about, you know, her family and what she's been through uh, when it came to cancer and things like that. What would you tell her? now after you know getting the results back and the story airing you know it was it was actually a very emotional interview with her i think given the climate of the of the interview and the and the one of the reasons why she wanted to keep her anonymity really kind of set the stage for just a very raw feeling from her uh, i'm very very fortunate in my life where i've never rubbed elbows with or been close with anybody who's passed from cancer and wow. And, and at all, like I, 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 I don't. I did, it's some, something that I'm very fortunate that I, that I didn't have to deal with, and I cannot imagine what it was like not only losing your parents, but knowing that your mother dying from cancer, and that it could be, and and, and her mother being a longtime Ballinger resident, uh, it's hard not to let that. Th- not, it's hard not to think that the water didn't play a role in it, and. For me, what I would tell her now is really everything she's already done. She moved away. And I think that's really hard to swallow, especially for people who have called Ballinger home their entire life. Is You don't want, I mean, nobody's going to just move because this is where, they, where they've called home and home is home. But to me, it still does not sit well, that sit well with me for that matter that if anything has a sign of causing cancer, why would you continue to do it? Now, some would argue that it seems like nowadays everything has a sign of of causing cancer. Plastic water bottles, the air we're breathing. But we still do things in our day-to-day life to mitigate that, right? We know going out in the sun when the UV index is 11 without sunblock is going to increase your risk of getting skin cancer. So what do we do? We put sunblock on. Right. Right? We we know these things to be true and and otherwise they wouldn't be reported. It would just be 
this benign sensation that everything in this world will give you a, the potential for, for causing cancer. You don't go get an x-ray anymore without wearing a lead chest protector or uh, to mitigate <laughs> the potential for cancer. So, you know, one of the issues what, that we kept talking about, and even you brought it up in the very beginning of this, was for long periods of time. Well, how long is a period of time? Is it two generations of, of living in the same town, drinking the same water, thinking that everything's okay? Is it 10 days? So that to me would be what I would say to her is, and to any resident, as a matter of fact, any resident in Ballinger, is you would need to do the things you need to do to mitigate your chances of getting cancer. And if that means moving away, well, we've certainly seen it to be the case. Maria was one of those reasons. For her, that was a reason why she decided to pick up her family and leave. Um, but you, does it make sense? You, yeah, you know absolutely. You know I mean? Like, you, we, we do things every day to make sure that we don't come yeah. into harm's way, not just when it relates to cancer, but just anything that would have an impact on our health. Right. And I think even um, Maria said something to the fact, I think it goes back to... Um, one of her doctor, one of her parents' doctors said, "Don't bathe in the water either." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some, I think we're all kind of when some you lose someone like that, you're looking for excuses, mm-hmm. and the, the easiest one to choose is the water because people have been saying. But then when you get these letters and you connect the dots, like Maria, no wonder she thinks that her parents probably died because she they drank the water there for so many years. When the letters are coming saying, hey, this can cause cancer over a certain amount of time, and then you lose both of your parents, I mean, the correlation's there. Like, I think about people who go tanning. Well, it's by required by law that not only are you, and I don't know if it's a federal law, but at least I know it's, maybe it's state by state, you have to be a certain age. Like, I don't think you can be under the age of 18 without written permission to, to go into a tanning bed. Um, and even when you do go in there to tan after you sign that form that says that you're exposing yourself to a higher risk of cancer, it's in the tanning bed space that says you have an in- the potential for an increase in skin cancer. The difference here, because I think of those as being the letters, right? Right, absolutely. Because, because that's not the, the only thing that the, that the city has any right to change in that form that they send, that letter they send out, is what they're doing to fix the problem. Everything else is pretty much standard by the government. Um, However, I'm making the choice to go in to a tanning bed. You don't really have don't have a choice not to drink water, right? Or bathe in it. Or bathe in it. That's not that's not really an option. You don't you don't you don't have an option like that. I mean, you have an option to move away, but it's not like a conscious decision you have to make. We have to have water. So I think the most a human can go without water is like what three days or three to five days or something like that. Um, yeah. It's not an option. It's a and sometimes it's maybe not. Maybe it is the only option. What if you couldn't afford, you know, buying all that water for year after year for a family for a growing family? So, to me, that to, that that's a very important difference, and I think something that we need to highlight is. Okay, I can't just cut water out of my diet. It's not like it's soda, yeah. and I can say goodbye to it. Yeah, water really isn't an option like that. Well, also, also, you know, we talked about this. I think in the first episode of Third World Countries, mm. of we didn't mention about the bathing. You know, I mean, is it honestly safer to go down to the river and 
bathe there, you know, for a long period of time of, you know, of, of, if I want to relax, you know, a lot of people don't have to think about that. Whenever, after a long, stressful day, you want to go home and just relax in the tub here, they weren't even make it longer than five minutes. Well, this lady (laughs) said that she couldn't even bathe in it. Lisa, um, it had to be a shower no longer than five minutes. They could not set in the water at all. So if you want to relax, you know, you're, better go down to the local creek or something and, it, and it's a lot safer is what it sounds like mm-hmm. um and again you know this is this is coming from her of what her doctor told her That's uh, the thing. so These i can't confirm that yeah yeah so yeah That's, well i think at least when you go to like a swimming hole or a river or something you might expect that water to be um not suitable for drinking maybe even bathing but when it's coming into your your home and like you're like getting a bath ready for your kids or something and like putting bubble baths and stuff in there and then set your kids in this water. It's like mm-hmm. in the back of your head, you're like, you know, what is this doing to my kids? I think it's also understanding the level of expectation. I think that you can go even deeper with this conversation and ask, ask yourself, do we as a, in my opinion, a moral, a just and a wealthy country, do we have the right to water? Is that a right that you should have? And so, Maybe some would argue that, you know, as a way of inciting a capitalistic mindset, if you can afford it, then you get it. Right. Um, I, however, think that water as a basic necessity is a right that we have. Um, and I think that whether it's at the city level, the state or the federal level, that they have certain either laws or protocols in place to make sure that not only does everybody have op- access to water, but the water is treated and is safe enough to do the basic daily functions, whether it's drinking it, bathing in it, cooking with it. Right. I, to me, I think that's a right. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean... I guess any, any final thoughts that you guys have? Final thoughts is... is you know, I think it just goes down to each individual of, you know, here is what we found. Here is what the letters are stating. Um, I mean, overall, the option's yours. If, you know, if you choose to drink it, you choose to drink it. If you choose to bathe in it, you choose to bathe in it. Um, those are kind of my, you know, final thoughts on that yeah. of, of, you know, just leave it up to the viewer to, to form their own opinion on things. And that's essentially what the city is doing, too. They say at the bottom of that letter that the... Um, you know, if you're concerned, reach out to your healthcare provider and take their their recommendation about what you should do. And uh, like I said, I, I I think it's very important too. This wasn't a a witch hunt for the city of Ballinger, and I and I and I want people to realize that this was more about understanding a larger problem at hand. And and, and we realize that now is that becoming numb to the fact that our water, regardless of where we live and where we operate, and where we work and where we learn. Um, that I think we should, as an American people, be more conscientious of the water. Um, and I think this is a perfect example on why that's the case. And we saw it in Flint, too. Um, and those are you know, essentially polar opposite in terms of climatology and access to these into, into water and availability. So, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it was just a wake-up call for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And um, I just want to echo that, you know what I mean? This is not just a Ballinger issue or a Reynolds County issue. It's a West Texas issue. I mean, it's an issue in Texas in general. It's an issue in the United States. Um, 
and that's all we're trying to do is you know shed light on that um, because I think the more the more that people are aware of what they're putting into their body or aware that they their voice can be heard I think the um, better we can make the situations everywhere yeah and you know unfortunately the story has to start somewhere yeah you know the and we didn't pick Ballinger people came to us yeah people came to us told us the issue uh, looked into it found the letter and it's just you know this is a, a perfect spot a spot to to start looking right. into um and just like johnny you know told us that um whenever you have an issue and i don't think it's just the water issue any issue with you know your, your the city uh whoever it may be of getting a group of people together um and and let that be your voice uh, and i think that that's what this project really turned into was seeing over you know 300 comments and 90 percent of them were people that had concerns that that were thanking us for doing the story to look into it and that's all that a lot of people wanted from this was us to look into it just like maria of um, she's been trying to contact people since 2005 just to look into it and um, that's what we did we had the results Um, everything could be on you know myfogzone.com on our website and um there is power of numbers, right? Yeah, power of numbers. And like I said, you know, this is this could be just the beginning. We could, you know, who knows, do more after this. 